Let's talk SEO. You're a voice actor. You're an entrepreneur. You're a VOpreneur. Welcome to the Everyday VOpreneur Podcast, your guide through the business of voiceover. You have a great website, right? Well, make sure you host it at some place that doesn't suck. Hey, it's Brad Newman, fellow VO pro for 28 years and owner of UpperLevelHosting.com. People ask why us, and that's simple. We make it easy, respect your time, save you money, and just make all the magic happen. You don't need to know all the tech stuff when it comes to hosting your website. We got you. Ask around tens of thousands of client interactions later and six years of amazing customer service and not a single negative complaint ever. UpperLevelHosting.com. The VOpreneur Podcast. Hey, it doesn't suck. Not as funny as Conan. Not as cute as Seth Meyers. Not as smart as Colbert. But he's one of us, and that counts for something. Here's Mark Scott the original Everyday VOpreneur. Hello and welcome to the Everyday VOpreneur podcast, your guide through the business of voiceover. I'm Mark Scott, the original Everyday VOpreneur. I hope you're ready for this one because we are going to dive into a topic that generally when I talk about it, I walk away with my head hurting. But it's a topic that is so important. It's a topic that we all need to understand. And it's a topic that if you have even a basic understanding of you really can do some things on your website that can make a big difference. Today, we are going to be talking about SEO. In a perfect world, we'd build our voiceover website or have it built for us, and we would immediately land on page one of Google for all of the cool keywords, and we would have work walking through our door on a daily basis with amazing high-paying clients. Alas, it is not a perfect world, and that said, it is possible to make changes and sometimes even small, simple changes to our site that can have a positive impact on how we rank in search. My guest today is going to help us make sense of some of this in addition to being an SEO expert. She's also a talented singer and owner and creative director of Positive Voice Studios. Her credits include Ikea, Salesforce, and Google, which is why I am sure she is able to give us all the insider information on how to own Google search. Welcome to the show, Gina Scarpa. Oh my gosh, long-time listener, first-time guest. I'm super excited to be here. Thank you, Mark. This is how I know you came from radio. <laughs> this is how I know you came from radio because you said that. You have that on a t-shirt or a coffee mug somewhere. Long-time listener, <laughs> exactly. first-time caller. I love it. I'm excited. I really have been listening for a long time, so I'm really thankful you wanted to talk to me today. Well, I mean, look, SEO is a huge topic. It's mm -hmm. it's one of those ones. I, I fully admit that it makes my brain hurt, and I think <laughs> most people feel the same way about it. So I'm hoping that we're going to be able to, uh, to learn a few things here today that are going to be helpful to us. But before we get into the SEO side... I did a little bit of research. I mm -hmm. like to try and know a little bit about my guests before we do these interviews. And I know that you worked in entertainment reporting back in the day. So talk to us about some of the coolest celebrities that you had the opportunity to interview. And, and if there are any good stories that you are just always going to remember. Uh, yeah, so before entertainment reporting, I started in radio and I got to interview a lot of great people. Um, one really memorable one is Maroon 5. They were just getting going and I met them actually twice. And it's funny because Adam Levine kind of has a reputation for not being the nicest. And so he, I wouldn't call him the warmest that day, but it was still very cool to meet him. Um, but definitely the coolest person that I met is just a musician that I've really loved for the last 25 years. And when NBC did the sing-off, which is an acapella singing competition, Ben Folds was one of the judges. And when whatever, uh, 
yeah, Whatever and Ever Amen came out in 1997 and Brick was like the number one song on the radio, yes. I immediately gravitated towards his music. So when NBC reached out to me and said, hey, would you like to interview Ben Folds? I was like, oh my gosh, obviously, just tell me when and where. And he was just as nice as I could have imagined. So that was definitely one of the highlights. And I also loved the sing-off, loved Pentatonix, got to meet them as well, which was also awesome. One of the, the saddest days of my life was when the sing-off went off the air because it was so much better than all of the other <laughs> singing competition shows that are out there. And I still, I love listening to Pentatonix. I also really like Home Free. Do you remember them? Yes, they were so good. And you know who else was on the show was this guy, Peter Hollins, who was in a pretty large group, but he does great TikTok content and he breaks down lots of acapella songs. And I often will do them on TikTok after watching his videos and learning from him. Everybody on the show was so talented. It was, I mean, that's so good. There's nothing to hide behind, right? When you're, when you're doing that, there's no right. auto tunes and, and, you know, all of these computer things that you, when, when it's just singing and vocal and nothing else that's when you know that you've got true talent and that was uh that was a really fun show wow it See, was the best now you got me thinking about it now that's what i'm going to be doing this <laughs> afternoon i'm going to be going through all i'm going to be asking siri to play me all kinds of uh, acapella music on um, yes Apple and go music follow you're on tiktok go follow peter hollands he's so great right on <laughs> all right so let's talk search engine optimization but i, I want you to pretend that i'm a third grader Okay. Although that may not even work because some of them probably have a better grasp on certain aspects of technology than, than some of us probably do. But right. give us the, the third grader definition of SEO that we can actually understand. Okay. So SEO stands for search engine optimization, and its whole purpose is to increase visibility within organic search results. So basically, when someone is searching for voiceover related things on Google, we want them to find you. And there are two types of search results. There's paid search and organic search. So paid search results originate from advertising campaigns, which is called PPC or pay-per-click. And an individual or company pays to have their site display at the top of search results, uh, but the word ad is displayed next to it. Organic search results, which is what we're talking about, are unpaid search rankings, and they generate from your SEO efforts. And that's what we're here to talk about today. Okay, so we've got paid and we've got organic. But that yes. being said, you can pay thousands of dollars or it can cost you thousands of dollars. That's a better to, way of putting it. <laughs> to <laughs> yes. get good organic SEO as well, right? Like it, it, even though the organic is the free side and that you're not paying Google AdWords or whatever, to hire an expert. It doesn't mean it's free, right? Yeah, to <laughs> yeah, hire an exactly. expert to help you to do some of this stuff. So my, I guess my question is, can we realistically compete on, on an SEO front if our budget is zero? Not if it's totally zero. I mean, just because obviously <clears throat> you're going to pay for your website and things like that. But in terms of hiring an expert and paying, you know, thousands of dollars, can you do it yourself? Yes. Is it going to be hard? Yes, but it can be done. So I relaunched my website in the second half of last year. I changed the URL and everything. So I was basically starting from scratch. But I graduated from post-university here in Connecticut with a degree in marketing. I specialized in SEO and I worked in SEO. My sister, who works with me, has a master's degree in English. So I taught her the SEO component. And the two of us just went crazy building up the website uh, to rank well in Google. And it's crazy how quickly things can change if you know what you're doing. So now a lot... I I have, you know, keywords that rank for me on page one and also a little bit on page two and three. But one thing that Google did that is very encouraging is they really took out page two and page three because they found that 
once we got past page one, most people were not clicking beyond it. So they introduced endless scrolling, of course, to keep everybody staying on Google and continuously looking for results. So yeah, actually it can be done if you know what you're doing. I just know that the topic of SEO can feel a little overwhelming and it does take a lot of time and energy. And as voice actors, we have a lot going on. So often this falls to the wayside, but it's actually hugely important. So let's talk specifically then about keywords and and, and key phrases as well, because if I understand correctly, our chances of competing on things like voiceover or voice actor, those types of the the common phrases, those are pretty slim because you've got Fiverr and Voice123, VDC. You've got some of these sites that are literally probably spending tens of thousands of dollars a month to own those those particular keywords. Yeah. So they're not about to give it up. <laughs> yeah. So what kind of keyword or key phrase strategy could we be playing on that might actually get us page one results? Is it really just niching down? Yes, it is actually. So I mean, for people who don't know, keywords are just, you know, phrases or words that you enter into a search engine. And there's actually three major types of keywords that are relevant to voiceover. There's short tail keywords, long tail keywords, and then geo-targeting keywords. Geo-targeting keywords are not really as important for us unless someone was searching for something like voice actor from Connecticut or Canadian voice talent. That would be geo-targeting because we're looking for a specific location. It works for for us when we're sort of doing what Mark talks about with direct marketing and we're looking for the best production studios in Philadelphia. Sure. Okay. So we're going to talk about short and long-term key, short tail and long tail keywords. So <clears throat> short tail are very short. Like you said, voiceover, voice actor, they're very, very general. And the problem with short tail keywords, besides the fact that you're competing against Fiverr, Voice123, and these sort of behemoths in the world of voiceover and freelancing, It's also not specific about what exactly you're looking for. It doesn't mean that you're trying to hire somebody, right? So long tail keywords give us more information. So just as an example, if someone types in workout clothes into Google, Google doesn't really know what you want, not really sure. So they're just going to give you what they think are the best results. But if you get more specific and you go with a long tail keyword and you say workout clothes for yoga, it's going to drill down and get you better results. So yes, you're right. It is it is preferable to go more niche. And the way that you do that is what a lot of voice actors do is just have a one-page website, which has you know their phone number or email address at the top, their sure. downloadable demos. Yeah. And that's what everybody tells you to do. And from a user perspective, when you're direct marketing, it's great because you're giving everybody what they need in one page. Yeah. But for Google purposes, what you want is a page for every genre that you work in so that you're able to get really specific about what you do. So corporate narration, e-learning, video games, all of those genres should have their own pages. That way, when someone's searching for medical narration, you've got a whole page of content that supports that search and you're going to be way more likely to rank as opposed to a one page because you really can only rank ideally for about two to three keywords per page. But if you do 10 genres, how can you possibly rank for all of them? So you need more content in order to be able to rank. So genre page, I mean, I'm a big fan of genre pages only in that if you've you've got a lot going on, like if I'm marketing to an e-learning company and I send them to my main voiceover website where all of my main general voiceover content is, I'm afraid that they can get lost in the weeds of all of that. Whereas if I send them to an e-learning page that my e-learning demo loads first, and there's maybe testimonials from my e-learning clients, and there's samples of my e-learning work or whatever, it, it makes more sense because it's just giving them specifically what they're they're looking for. So these genre pages then give you the ability so to, to target, like you said, e-learning voiceover or female yes. e-learning voiceover or something like that. Exactly. So we can get 
there's still hope for keywords like that then as opposed to, you know, voiceover, voice actor, voice talent, male voice actor, whatever. Yes, there's way more hope for that. And actually, I'm so glad you brought that up because I do the same thing. When I'm going to do direct marketing for, say, political, I'm specifically sending them to my political page because they don't care about anything else. They're just, can you voice political ads? Yes or no. So, you know, because you talk so much about direct marketing, I feel like this is such a great tip for everybody listening anyway. Even if you're not going to do SEO and you're just focused on your direct marketing right now, Mm -hmm. there's no reason not to be doing that. There's way more hope with getting specific anyway. You can rank extremely well and actually pretty quickly, again, if you kind of know what you're doing and you're building out the content in the right way, to rank for certain things. So if you really just wanted to say, right now I'm just going to focus focus on e-learning might be like, you know, e-learning, e-learning voice, male voice for e-learning, just a couple of keywords that sort of support that. What would someone be searching for? And you build a page around that and you have video to support that as well. I mean, you could start to make moves really quickly because you're getting specific and not as many people would be searching for that as just straight up voice actor. Because we don't know what they mean. They might be looking for the cast of The Last of Us since the show just premiered on HBO and the game is so popular. Someone might type in, you know, voice actor from The Last of Us. It's like we don't know exactly what everybody's looking for. And I'm just trying to get them to go to exactly where I want them to be. If they want to, if they want someone who can do medical narration, I'm their person. If they want someone who can do e-learning, it's me. And so I've been consistently making moves through building content. And then there's another component as well which is the tougher side, which is building backlinks to your site, which is getting other sites that are credible to link back to you. Right. Because there's this combination of that you demonstrate your expertise, but that other sites give you credibility as well. Building up SEO on your website and getting it to a place where work comes walking through the door is obviously very attractive and something that I think every one of us would like to do. And hopefully by the time you get to the end of this episode, you're going to have lots of ideas on how to do that. But there's another side to the coin, and that is going out and driving traffic to your website yourself. Getting out there and doing the direct marketing, contacting the leads and inviting them to your website to listen to your demos so that while they're on your website, reading about you, listening to your demos, learning more about your work, that's going to do the selling for you. So the question is, who are these leads that you are going to drive to your website and where do you find them? That's where my 101 Ways to Find VoiceOver Leads Masterclass comes in. It is going to give you exactly what it says over a hundred different ideas of where to look for voiceover leads, people who could potentially benefit from your voiceover services. I know that by the time you're done with this masterclass, you are going to be inspired, you are going to have new ideas, and you are going to be ready to do some marketing and drive them to your website. This masterclass is available now for instant viewing. You can sign up at markscottcoaching.com. That's markscottcoaching.com. Now back to our show. So I want to go a little further on the keywords because, correct me if I'm wrong, Google has a tool that we can use. So if you were doing e-learning voiceover or e-learning voice actor or e-learning voice talent and you were trying to figure out like which one is the most popular or which one is Mm -hmm. most likely to get searched, Google has a tool that can help you figure that out, right? Yeah, they have Keyword Manager. I actually use a site called SEMrush, which is 
pretty expensive, but because I'm so focused on my SEO and I try to help other people with it as well, that's what I personally use. But Google does have a tool. And I'm glad that you were bringing up, like, what is the best word to use? Because one of the biggest debates in voiceover at times is, do I say voiceover as one word? Do I say it as two words? Or do I say voice actor? What is the best thing to say? And so what's very interesting about that is, One thing that these tools can give you is what is the search intent, which is the most important thing. You want to know why they're searching this thing. So you have informational, which is meaning they want to learn something. You have commercial, meaning they want more information before they make a purchase. And then they have transactional, which means they want to complete an action or purchase. So these tools can let you know what is the most popular, what should you be using. And actually, uh, for voiceover as one word, two words, or voice actor, voiceover as two words is the best way to go. Even though that's not really how I would always say it, if you're looking at it from an SEO perspective, most people, when they're searching, tend to type it as two words. And a tool like you know Google Keyword Manager or SEMrush will give you that information. Instead of just going into it blindly, um, I like to have a little bit of information. And I try to help people too come up with the keywords that they might want to use on their site and let them know what the difficulty level is or other keywords that support that main keyword that can help them as well. Right. It's a whole thing. <laughs> okay. So we will put links to to those tools in the show notes if anybody wants yes. to, to reference those tools. But so then what about, you know, we're talking, okay, e-learning voice actor or, you know, corporate video voice actor or something like that. What about if you are... Sam Elliott sound alike. Can you build content and keywords around so that if somebody goes into Google and they want to find a Sam Elliott sound alike rather than going to a casting site and, you know, posting a job for it, your page could come up as page one as you're the Sam Elliott sound alike or the whatever, the warm, caring mom or the, the conversational guy next door. Are those the types of keywords that you could also be building around? Yeah, you could. So there's two things you could do. One is what you and I were talking about earlier, which is having sort of a voiceover services overview page and then sub pages that are each genre that you want to work in. But you also could do what you're saying and it have an overview page that is like voice type that goes over the different voice types that you have, the different archetypes, and then have separate sub pages that are just dedicated to sounding like Sam Elliott or just sounding like a warm and caring mom. Now that could be part of the navigation, like your menu at the top of the page, or you can actually hide it from the navigation And the only way it would really show up is if you gave somebody the link or if someone searched for it. So if you didn't want to clutter your menu up top, you could technically hide it from the navigation. But that's a really good idea, too. And I think that people are looking more specifically. I know Voice123 was just you know, making some changes to their algorithm where instead of us jam-packing every clip with a million keywords, they're telling us, get more specific. Give me a whole playlist that's a warm and caring mom. Give me, you know, a millennial dad or give me a tough alpha male, you know. So you could absolutely build pages around that and people would be searching for that as well. So that's where strategy comes into play too with with figuring out what are the things, you know, can can you pick – five things that you think match your voice or match what you're able to do? And can you start to build a little bit of an SEO strategy around that? And I think that's probably the way that you're going to find more success because I think common, uh, commonly we attempt to target voiceover, voice actor, whatever. We know we're not going to win there. So we're not coming up with more strategy makes more sense. Now, another piece of advice that comes up often is to start a blog. We're not all Paul Strickwerda, uh, unfortunately. (laughs) So it is easier said than done, as anyone who has ever written a blog can attest to. I did it for a number of years, and 
One of the happiest moments of my life was when I stopped doing it. <laughs> <laughs> I still have mine. Because it was so hard. It was it so is, much it work. It is very it's, hard. It, it's, so what else can we do? Give us a couple other tips for, for building content on our website that maybe doesn't specifically require us writing a, a weekly blog, for example. Yeah, I mean, that can definitely be really tough. If you are going to write blogs, though, it is good to try to base them off of, again, what you think people would be searching for. So one that I wrote that I write every year is how to how to become a voice actor in 2023, how to become a voice actor in 2022. That's something that people would be searching for yep. and would bring people to my site. Now, it doesn't necessarily, obviously, it's not going to bring me clients necessarily, but what it does do is help build my trustworthiness, my authoritativeness, and my expertise in the field. And that's sort of what you're looking for. Now, if you don't want to write blogs and listen, I don't blame you. Um, some people have been looking to chat GPT and other AI services, yep. but I caution against it until we have more information because Google obviously doesn't want chat GPT to succeed. It poses a huge threat to them. So I really strongly caution against AI for writing content. But it's sort of what we were talking about before. It's creating just static pages, meaning you're not going to update them all the time that support these different genres that you do. And you really need to write three to 500 words per genre and then every 100 words be adding in a keyword. So, I mean, that takes a lot of time, but just that alone can really be helpful to you when you have photos on your website instead of make sure that it doesn't say image 1234.jpg in the background. Like when you upload the file, you want to actually label it, you know, voice actor Gina Scarpa and then you can put in a little description as well for Google. So it could be like, mm-hmm. you know, female voiceover artist Gina Scarpa specializes in commercial video games and promo, you know, or something like that. And a, that's where a lot of people tend to overlook. They don't optimize the photos that are on their website. And that is really important as well. Another thing that they can do is you can link around your website as well, and you can link to outside things as well that are appropriate and that are relevant to voiceover. So you might write a blog and, you know, I might I, I might write a blog about being on this episode and then I would link over to you. And that we're just showing, okay, so Mark is also an expert in the field and Google recognizes that. These two sites are linked together. They both know what they're talking about. So I'm actually gonna boost both of their sites. So there's a lot of things that you can do that don't involve blog writing because I know how kind of tedious it can be or you just sort of feel like you run out of ideas. I think some people write them based on like whatever the hot topic is, but it's good to think about what someone might be searching for as well. That's very helpful. So really what we need to do is we need to, we all need to find a, you know, a, a dozen other voice actors that we can form a cabal with and, and we can all agree to link back and forth to each other's websites yeah, to you know, help build to backlinks and, and all of that sort of stuff. Now, I'm glad that you mentioned the image labeling and op- optimization because I know that is one area where most of us are probably dropping the ball because we are. We're, we're just using the default, you know, whatever it is when we took the picture in our phone yeah. and, and labeling that way. So you're saying the actual file name of the image, yes. but then there's also a description. Other, there's tags that go with it. Yeah. So you, the, the label, the file itself mm-hmm. as something, but then add that description as well. Yeah. So there's some people get confused on WordPress or Wix or things like that because there's a caption, but then the caption would actually show up on your website. And right. You don't necessarily want the caption there. Sure. What we're talking about is the description that goes over to Google. And the same is true with all of the pages on your website as well. Every page has a meta title and a meta description, which is the information that is sent over to Google about what 
this page is. And that's another place a lot of people drop the ball. Like they'll throw their content in, but they don't they don't label what the page is, what the description is, what the photo is. And Google can't know that. They don't know what image one, two, three, four dot JPEG is, right? So they crawl your site. Often, you know, every 30 days, Google has, you know, little AI bots called crawlers. Some people call them spiders. And they go through your site and they're downloading and analyzing all of the text and the images and the videos on your page. And then they have an algorithm that they're never going to tell you, (laughs) like how it works, because they update their algorithm. Some people don't know this. They actually update their algorithm like five to 600 times a year. So all you can do is just do sort of what we're talking about today, which is give Google as much information as possible about what is your site, what are your pages, what are your images, and even videos that you put up, especially if you embed YouTube videos like on from your YouTube channel, that you're writing something in the description of YouTube as well. Because when someone's searching, yes, they can click on the search results, but they can also click on images or videos in Google. And you want to be showing up on all of those tabs. So if we're labeling our images and and we're including an actual description in the label, the file name, I guess it is, the file name of our image, Mm -hmm. I'm assuming it the same thing would be a smart play with your demos. If you've got like downloadable MP3 versions of your demos, you would want to label them in the same way, not just like maybe, you know, it might be Mark Scott commercial demo, but you're saying like Mark Scott commercial voiceover demo, like putting something in the actual file name for that as well. Does that make sense? Yeah, you can do that as well, but it's more important for the text and the images and the video on your site than what you're downloading. Some people do embed some metadata into their audio files as well, but it doesn't do as much as content, uh, images, and video. Okay. So content obviously is a big part of this right it's mm-hmm. it's getting those words you said what three to three to five hundred minimum I've heard like 800 even is, is yeah that... I mean you could definitely go more but you can do well with the three to five hundred okay yeah when I put up my site and the new all the new sub pages I mean I would say within like <clears throat> you know 30 days certain things started ranking like the most recent page I put up was my promo page because I just finished my demo working with Donovan Cornitz and Real Voice LA so we my sister and I built a new page and it was like within a week or two it was ranking like some for certain keywords for female promo voice like ranking like 18 I mean that's huge considering the amount of competition that I have but it's just you know sort of doing all the things that we're talking about so what about how do we keep it fresh? Because you said that the, 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 the crawlers are going out every 30 days or whatever it is. So if you build your promo page and you've, you've done a great job of mm-hmm. putting the right demos, putting the right images, the right content, labeling everything properly, you've got your 500 words of copy, you've got your <laughs> keywords, your key phrases. But then if you don't go back and ever do anything to that site for five years, right. does it continue to rank or will it just keep falling away over time? And then if so, if it's falling away, how do we keep it? not falling away it can it can definitely keep ranking in fact actually i was just talking to ariana ratner who works with real voice la and she's such a talented voice actor and so we met we were actually talking about marketing and i said you know what's funny i was searching um i was checking my keywords and i was looking up kids voiceover coach and you rank like either right above me or right below me like you and i are you know in the top five search results because Again, how many people are really a kid's voiceover coach? Not that many. Super specific. We both rank really well. And she said, oh, my gosh, that's that blog that I wrote years ago. (laughs) She's like, and it's still ranking. I'm like, yeah, it's like literally like number four or something. So, yes, it can continue to rank. But what can happen is, whereas she was ranking super well for for such a long time, someone like me built a new page, came into the game, and now I'm up there with her on page one. So I 
I could or other people could start to push that content down. So then she, if, if she wanted to continue ranking for kids voiceover coach, would want to add more content to continue to rank well for it. She might want to get a backlink to her website that's specifically about kids voiceover coaching, write a guest blog for somebody, do mm-hmm. an interview somewhere, you know, reach out to other studios that maybe work with kids and see if there's a way that we could link back to her or something like that. But her blog article has been doing so well for her for so long. So you don't need to feel like every 30 days you got to go in and, and rewrite it. But what you probably want to do is eventually start working on getting those backlinks to your site because every time you do that, it helps boost everything even more. So you can you can do well okay. with the content that you have for months, even years. I do like to freshen mine up regularly. And every time it gets slow, it's like the first thing I go do <laughs> is just go into my website and be like, okay, is there anything I could do, anything I could add or change is there anything new that's happened since then that I could write about? Um, any new projects or things like that? So you do want to update, but I don't want people to think they have to <laughs> redo their site every 30 days. What, so if you've written a genre page, right? You, you go out, you voice actor websites builds your website or your yeah. whatever, and you've got your, your site done. A year from now, you're like, okay, maybe I should just kind of refresh a little bit. Maybe I want to refresh my genre pages. What does that involve then? Is it just like if you added another hundred words, would that yeah. be all it took to to refresh and make the bots happy that this is a site that's, you know, current and fresh and and hasn't just been abandoned to the abyss? Or is there is there a formula for something like that? It's very hard to know because Google changes their algorithm so often. Right. It could be adding a new paragraph or a new section. It could be coming up with a new it might be changing. A, let's say there's a page that wasn't ranking that well. Maybe there's a different keyword you could try instead. So basically you would keep all your content, but you would just swap the keyword out instead and see if that makes a difference, Um, which I notice when I do that, you know, my rankings change. Like I will start to gain in one area and start to lose in another, but that's because I changed the keyword over. Um, So that can do well for you. Um, But yeah, I know that can be tough as well. Like what do you add? And some people struggle with what do I even say? So a good formula for writing content for voiceover is maybe talking a little bit about the genre itself first. Like what do people look for when they're hiring an e-learning, you know, narrator or a, you know, a male e-learning voice. So you do like a good paragraph about that, about the genre itself. What, what is e-learning anyway? You could start with that and then you get into, but why should somebody hire you, Mark, for e-learning? And now we get into specifics. What is it about you and your experience? Um, it's great for people who actually want to read your content, but we're really writing it for Google pretty much. Right. Um, but that's a kind of a good formula to follow as well. So if you're kind of going in and looking to freshen up your content, you know, that's something you can do is just sort of start with the genre and then get into specifics. Why hire you? What are what value are you bringing to the client? Okay, so obviously content is a big part of this, oh, but, yeah. but it is not the only factor in SEO. So talk to us a little bit about the importance of some of the backend stuff that we may not be thinking about, like site speed, mobile friendliness, having an SSL certificate, because I know all of these things can be a factor as well, right? Yeah, that's definitely one of the early things that you want to do. So when you're first looking to build your SEO up first, I mean, one thing you want to know is how fast your website ranks, which some people don't know, and you can use free tools online to find out. Or if you were working with, say, Joe and Karen at Voice Actor Websites, you know, they can let you know as well. And you can also, um, you can use free resources. Like there's a SERP, che- before I forget, there's a something called a SERP checker, which is a search engine results page. Like what's my SERP, S-E-R-P, okay. to actually check how you you're ranking for specific keywords right now. So you can kind of get that idea. But for sure, when you're first starting out, you want to know, you know, is your website loading quickly? Because people have the attention span of 
Dory from Finding Nemo, and then they're <laughs> off chasing a boat somewhere. So yep. you like it's got to load quick, or they're gonna move on. They don't have the time to wait for everything to load. You also want to make sure that it's responsive and it's mobile friendly. So when they're looking at it on their phone or their iPad, it doesn't suddenly look like a mess. Um, I feel like that's really important as well. So yes, there are these other backend things that you need to do as well before you maybe even want to get into your content because if it's not loading fast you know it's almost like if you have bad audio quality uh like what are we even talking about with your voiceover audition i can't even get past the bad audio quality the same is true for your site loading quickly that's where i mean that's another area where image optimization comes in right if you're downloading images from the internet you know from a stock photography site for example you don't need to upload the highest resolution image this is for no this is for web not for print right and so yeah it doesn't images. need to be the largest file yes yeah. exactly for sure like you just don't want things that are going to bog down the site as well that's why it's you know obviously embedding links you know for youtube videos and things like that is much better than having the actual video file on because that can take a while same with your images you don't need the highest resolution as long as it looks good and it doesn't look blurry you know you're yep. fine it, like you said it just doesn't need to be the highest resolution because those image files can get really big really quick depending on how many you have across your site so what about domains i'm curious if this factors in at all so for example my site, my voiceover site is markscottvoiceover.com. Mm -hmm. Does that give me points over, say, if I had just registered markscott.com? If I'm trying to get found for voiceover, do, does, do we need to be thinking about that when we're registering a domain? Or is that not really a factor? Well, for a long time, mine was voiceovers by Gina. And <clears throat> I learned, of course, no surprise <laughs> with how many voice actors there are, that of course there are other Ginas that do voiceover. So I just ended up switching over to Darn Gina them. <laughs> How dare they? Yeah. <clears throat> I switched over to GinaScarpa.com for a while. There was like an imposter Gina Scarpa who had my URL, but she let it lapse. And as soon as it became available, I snatched it up and I switched my site over. So I'm definitely in the camp. I like having your full name in your URL, but I know people do it both ways. I think what's more important is in your subpages, um, when you're creating your subpages, it might be like, you know, ginascarpa.com slash e-learning, that you have the mm -hmm. word e-learning as the header of your page. Some people will kind of say it differently and you want it exactly the way that it is in the URL. So I don't think that it makes too big of a difference, but I could be wrong on that. I just personally like using my first and last name because if someone's searching for me specifically, I want them to very easily be able to find my site and not be confused with all the other Gina's out there <laughs> that are doing voiceover. Yeah. If I had to go back and do it all over again, I would have just built my entire platform on markscottvoiceover.com, but M-A-R-K, because I'm sure that nobody has ever typed M-A-R-C and, 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 you know, searched me properly. How many times properly, do they spell so. it wrong? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So, okay, so we've talked about content. We've, we've talked a little bit about image optimization. We've talked about mobile friendliness and, and things like that. Are there other, let's say, cardinal sins of SEO that we may be committing that we don't even realize that might actually be something that's really easy for us to fix? Uh, sometimes people kind of keyword stuff. I've seen people do this on voice one, two, three sometimes as well. Like they write a little bio and then they just write like 75 keywords in a row, like with commas in between. And I mean, Google is really looking for people who are going to write like you're talking to a human being. So that's the biggest mistake is that you can actually overstuff your website with keywords. Like I said, it's every 100 words you want a keyword in there that supports the rest of the page. So that's one of the biggest mistakes that I see. Um, and other than that, I would say it's sort of what we just said earlier, which is people are uploading, you know, things like these images and just 
not doing anything with them to help it rank in Google. So a lot of times when I look at people's websites, I the first thing I do is go look at their images, right click on it, inspect element and try to find the information about what they labeled their picture as. But yeah, definitely like the keyword stuffing or just trying to, you know, write with the AI part of Google in mind instead of human beings is a big mistake that people make. So what you're saying is is the copy on our e-learning page should not be I'm an e-learning voice actor who does voiceover for e-learning. For e-learning. So if you're in the market for a voice <laughs> for actor e-learning. who does e-learning <laughs> yeah. voiceover, then please reach out to me through my voiceover website on my e-learning voice acting website. <laughs> so this is not how we're supposed That's to write. That's hilarious. No, not at all. And actually, you also, one thing you want to do when you're building content is keep your sentences kind of short, not have run-on sentences, and break up the content into even like little sub-genres. So if I could just pull up mine for a minute and pull up one of my pages just as an example, it might be, you know, as we're going into my voiceover services page, good, I'll go to my commercial page so I can give an example of how you might want to break it out. So at the top of my page, I just have a quick intro paragraph. And then to the left, I have an example, a video example of work that I've done. If it's e-learning and I don't really have video, because sometimes, you know, there's not a video component, it's just Mm -hmm. audio. I have a little playlist of different audio samples, my demos there, and then I have some videos. But then we get down to the why hire Gina. So they're broken into different, uh, you know, like groups of paragraphs. So one subheader is commercial voiceovers by Gina, personality for your brand. And then the next section is a versatile voice for your product or service. And then the last section, nope, there's two more, an expert in television and radio, and then engaging consumers one commercial at a time. All of those headers have two to three very short paragraphs underneath it that support it. And Google likes when you break it all up. They don't want a wall of text and they right. don't want run on sentences. So sort of how you said in the beginning, explain it to me like a third grader. Yep. That's sort of how you want to write about voiceover as well. Simple and to the point. Not so that people would be confused by it and not so that Google is confused by it as well. This brings up another point that I hadn't even thought of, but I want to ask about this too. When you're building out this content on your page, there is a, a formula or a, a rule or an algorithm, whatever it is, that m- makes a difference in where stuff is ordered on the page. Is that correct? Like the higher up it is, the, the more important Google assumes it is or something like that. So do we need to take that into consideration as we're, we're writing content and laying content out where it goes on the page itself, like high, low, top, bottom, whatever? I have never, I mean, I've never factored it in, but I will say that in your voiceover, if you're going to break down your genres, I like to put the ones that I'm most interested in getting opportunities in right up at the top. So for me, it's like commercial video games promo. Then we kind of get a corporate narration, explainer videos, and all the way at the bottom (laughs) is political. Not because I don't really want it, not because I don't want to do political. I voice quite a bit during, especially during election years, but because uh, Mm -hmm. I, from a user perspective, (laughs) sometimes it's like, it's such a polarizing topic here that I want to be careful about what I'm putting there. So I like to put, I just want people's eyes to go there. But I've never thought about how to order it in terms of Google, you know, paying attention to, oh, this is more important than that. But that makes a lot of sense. So we've we've gone through, we've we've taken all of your (laughs) advice. We've optimized our images. We've added genre pages we've we've put in our our copy we've written our 500 words we're we're doing all of these things that we're supposed to be doing because we're we're good listeners and you told us yes other than going to google every day and doing a search for the keywords that we're trying to get found for (laughs) is there any way that we can start to measure results or, or track progress is there 
Are there tools that we can use to determine, okay, yes, this is working. You know, last week I was on page 47 and now I'm on page 35 or whatever. Is there an easy way to figure that out? Yeah, you can definitely implement Google Analytics into your site, which if you haven't yet, you absolutely should. It's a free tool and it tells you how you're ranking and where people are coming from, which is really important. And then you can use that page that I said earlier, a free SERP checker, like what's my SERP? Again, that's SERP.com to see how you rank for specific keywords. And that can be helpful as well. So you don't have to do something like SEMrush, which I really happen to like, but you know, it's like $200 a month and not yeah. everybody's going to do that. So definitely if you're not using Google Analytics, it's a really important tool to have. I'll give you a link, Mark, as well. There's a great YouTube video that just walks people through how to set it up. And I think that would be a really useful tool. Okay. So we'll put that into the yeah. into the show notes as well so that For we sure. can. Because, now, I, I know you said with your promo page that, you know, within a matter of weeks, you your page was ranking. Is that is that realistic? Because I think that's the other thing I want to, you know, <laughs> we, we think oh, I signed up for Instagram and I posted six images and I don't understand why I'm not an influencer yet. Why and am I not viral? Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> that was what, me when what, I joined TikTok. I'm like, excuse me, where are the fans? <laughs> yeah, how come I didn't get 50,000 views <laughs> on my kidding. first video? I don't understand. <laughs> so what is, like, is there a realistic timeline? Like, is this something that you, you're going to do it and you're going to notice it right away? Or is it going to take six months? Or does it depend on the keywords that you're targeting? Yes. I just, I want to set realistic expectations for somebody if they're they're going to try to do some of this stuff and, and measure whether yeah. or not it's actually working. So it really depends. I mean, I would always give it at least 30 days. I, sometimes it can happen sooner because, again, it depends on when Google is crawling your site. But it's like at least 30 days. And it's really sort of, not sort of, definitely in the way of direct marketing when people want that instant gratification. Like you've talked about it and I talk about it too. It could take, you know, two, three touch points before they do anything with your direct marketing email. It could take six months or a year before they even respond to it and say, Oh, hey, here's an audition for you. And you're like, yep. oh, I didn't even know you got my email. The same principle is true with SEO. So if you're already used to doing direct marketing and kind of playing the long game, the same is true here. Can it happen quickly? Yes. So just if we could talk about promo for a minute. So I, I'd say I put the I put the page up at the very beginning of January. It was probably, you know, maybe like around the 4th or the 5th. On the 17th of January, it was ranking 87th. So it was in the top 100, but my chances of someone seeing that is pretty low. That was yep. on the 17th. On the 23rd, it jumped all the way to 18. I wow. mean, that's a huge jump how quickly that happened. But that is the combination of having strong content on the site with great links around, just around my site in general. And then exterior, you know, external links that are going outward as well, having a blog, having links back to my site. So this is like the magic combination. But even if you just start with the content side and sort of build out from there, even if you start with three genres that you really want to rank well in, um, I think that that's a great start. And I would definitely say that it's more advantageous to start with the non-broadcast ones because that's where people would be looking to hire directly more often than not, right? Like a company would look to hire medical narration and e-learning directly over some of the bigger commercial and video games, which often go through agents, managers, and things like that. So, sure. I mean, should you have pages for that? Absolutely. But yes, things can happen very quickly if you're doing the combination of all three. So content, links, uh, obviously optimization and backlinks back to your site as well. I just thought of something else and and because I'm dealing with this myself right now. And so I'm very curious what your thoughts are and whether or not this factors into SEO. So I have a voiceover website for my voiceover business. Yes. 
And then I, I, at one point I had everything on one page, but then I decided to separate coaching and put it on a, on a separate website because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like those two things are separate. Right. And yeah. then when I decided that I was going to start a podcast because I'm a glutton for punishment, I was like, Hey, why don't I start a totally separate website for the podcast? Yes. Cause that would be fun too. And, and measure right. them all. Now I'm thinking instead of trying to build SEO on three sites, which voiceover, voiceover coaching, voiceover podcast, they're all relevant enough that they could be in one place. Mm -hmm. Does it make more sense to put something like that in one place? And and I'm also thinking about the voice actor who maybe they do voiceover, but maybe they also do theater, but maybe they do on Mm. camera. And they're Mm -hmm. trying to decide, do I build three different websites? Do I put it all on one website? Are there SEO considerations like all the stuff that I do is still voiceover, so it would still, I, I would think, it would still look like this guy is involved in voiceover in just different areas. What about if you're on camera, voiceover, theater, which are related but separate? Does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, I know it's a really, that's a very, like, widely debated topic, and you can do it both ways. Of course, getting two sites to rank or three sites to rank can be difficult. Like you, I have my voiceover site so ginascarpa.com but then i have positive voices ct.com which is my studio and it's we do a lot of other things you know we do like casting and writing and audio production and and classes and education so i i was like i can't have it all on my site like and it's a different audience anyway um for a lot of that just like you know with your with your podcast you would have more voice actors listening yep. whereas you would love to see more clients on your site you know giving you work so yes you can get more than one site to rank Positive Voices does pretty well, although most of my efforts go onto my own website. But if you're a person who does multiple things, especially theater on camera, then the the sub pages are even more important because yeah. that sub page then specifically for voiceover can rank. So <clears throat> in your navigation, you mm-hmm. could have, you know, your homepage sort of goes over all of the things that you do, but then you have a main page that's you know just voiceover and then you again start to break down all the genres it's even more important if you do you know multiple things that can be very hard to do but i will say like you know kit on my specific page kids voiceover coach is my best keyword i just looked and now it's ranking number two so oh i'm coming for whoever's number one i'm coming for you um but then right (laughs) after that is like corporate narration voice corporate narration medical narration project promo voice like all of professional, political voice, medical narration, all in the top 20. So I'm able to rank super well for both a coach, which is, you know, parents looking to have their kids and teens meet with me yep. and clients who are looking to hire medical narration. You can do both, but like it, that's why it's just so important to have a page for everything you want to rank for in theory. <laughs> right on. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I just think about why did I break it all up? Because if I <laughs> no, took it was smart though, too. I all mean, of the content that I've created across those three sites and right. had them all on one page, I'd have like this super site. You could have been dominating Google right now. And then the next thing them. you're going to tell me is why aren't you getting transcriptions for your podcast? Because embedding a podcast player on my on my site is great, but having transcriptions for all of them would be so much better. Oh right? my gosh. It would be huge. Yeah. Yeah. I know. You're like, okay. Well, maybe that's, the, maybe yeah. that's on the list for this year. Yeah. You know, I'm just so bored. I got so much free time. I just add 17 different more things to the task right? list. All right. So what didn't I ask? Because I don't know what I don't know. So I, I've covered a lot of questions that I think come up about SEO questions that I get asked all the time that I obviously have no clue how to answer. What didn't I ask? Is there anything that, that, that we need to know or that we you, you want to talk about that we, you feel like we should know that I just, I didn't know to ask it because I don't know what I don't know. 
Um, I mean, the only other tip that I could think of that we didn't really talk about is studying your competition. So if you, you know, if you GinaScarpa.com, you said was the website. Yeah, I was like, let me go look. Yeah, so uh, (laughs) hold on, I'm on there and I'm copying everything she did. No, but if you go into Google and you type, you know, this is something that I did very early on was I needed to do some research and see, all right, who's doing well? And I, I know all the usual suspects, all the female voice actors that rank super well on Google. I can think of a few right Jody off the top Krangle. of my head. Jody Crangle. Jody Crangle, Kim Handyside, <laughs> Maria Pendolino, ICU, Debbie Gratan, okay, like Alice Everdeen, uh, Laura Schreiber, right? So I can name them right off the top of my head. They've yep. all done a, by the, you don't just need to go to my site. You could go to any of those women and they're all doing an incredible job. And so in the beginning, you know, I would look at like, um, you know, female medical narration or, you know, female political voice and just go look at their sites. And I'm not copying them, but I'm saying, OK, well, I mean, this is what they're doing well. It's no different if I could use Maria as an example, because Maria mentored me when I first went full time in voiceover. And I'm so grateful to her. I learned so much from her. I spent so much time um, working with her in the beginning and listening to all of her auditions and her booked jobs. Like, I learned a lot from listening to her. The same can be true from going on people's websites and seeing, wow, they're doing so well. What could it be? You know, oh, wow, they do have a blog or they do have tons of pages of content or I see that they optimize their images. You know, you can kind of learn from people who are doing well without copying them because Google loves high quality original content. That also means that the bio on your website should not be the bio on your voice one, two, three profile because it's duplicate content. So I hate to break it to you, but you got to write your bio a couple different ways. Yep. I hate <laughs> yeah. the fact that you're making me, you're, you're, like, I've, you're making me feel like I got to start writing a blog again because now I'm thinking like, okay, so who's Who's absolutely kicking my hind parts in in mm-hmm. SEO? And it's like, oh well, it's JMC. That guy's you know ranks number one for everything. So I'm like, well, what's JMC doing that yeah. I'm not doing? And he's like, no, JMC's blogging. Like, Damn Correct. it, Gina, I don't want to. He write knows a blog. what he's doing. He's a smart guy. He didn't get Lobster Manor by luck, you know. <laughs> I thought that I was adapting to the times by moving over to YouTube videos and podcasts, and then what I realized is you that are. from an SEO standpoint, I was just doing so much better when I was blogging. I should have just kept blogging. Yeah, well, you would do really well with adding blogging back in, much as I'm sure. You don't want to hear that. And then for people who are making YouTube content, really utilizing the description portion of your video to add some links into your website, to your socials, you know, as much information as you can give, because right behind Google, the next biggest search engine is YouTube, even though Google owns YouTube. I'm saying that they're not going to Yahoo and Bing is my yep. point. Yep. <laughs> they're going to YouTube. So I notice sometimes people don't use the description in YouTube as well. And that is hugely important and can be very helpful. Right on. Does the, does duplicate content count on YouTube the same way? Like if you have the same bio across all these different platforms that can work against you. If you're using, say you've got a, uh, a template, like so you update every time you post a video, yeah. I'll change out the first couple paragraphs of the video to yeah. describe the video itself. But then the second part of it is all, you know, same usually the same links and stuff like that. So is that working against me? No, because you're you're changing it up and you're adding in that other content that okay. is relevant specific to the video. But some people do duplicate content across the board and it's like their, you know, website bio, their voices.com, their voice one, two, three, their backstage. And it's yep. like Google does not want to see that. So I've one thing I learned when I was working in SEO is something called scuffing, which is I would write an article for a company about um, the importance of cleaning your gutters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> very, very interesting work before voiceover, by the way. Don't be jealous. <laughs> um, yeah, but I'd have to write it for 10 different uh, home improvement sites. And I couldn't say, so I had to say the exact same thing 10 different ways about, you know, cleaning your gutters at the, Good you know, Lord. when spring starts. So you kind of have to take on the same philosophy when you're writing about voiceover. You just don't want to duplicate their content. I had 
somebody ask if they could republish one of my blogs on their site, um, which was a, like a voiceover news site, voiceover extra. And I said to John, who runs the site, I said, you know what, I'll just write you a, a unique blog because duplicate content isn't going to serve you or me well. So I just wrote a special blog topic that was just for him so that it would do well for his site and help me. So that probably stands true then. So say you've written a really great blog that you're super proud of and you decide that you're going to post it as an article on LinkedIn. So you copy and paste it as an article on LinkedIn. You're saying, nope, don't do that. Take the concept from the blog, mix it up a little bit, just rewrite the rewrite that article in a slightly different way before you post it on LinkedIn. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, the same is just, just like when you book a voiceover job, you know, and you're like, okay, it showed up on YouTube. I can use it in a million, you know, different ways. I can yep. obviously embed on my website. I can take a little clip of it and put it on my Instagram. I can make a TikTok that talks about how I booked the job. You know, there's so many different ways. The same is true with your content. However, you can use it in unique and fresh ways. It will do better for you. So you can get a lot of mileage out of one idea for a blog topic. You know, you could have it ranking three different ways if you're able to say it in different ways. Some people are probably like, listen, just let me say it one way and that's fine you don't need to do i'm not trying to give you even more work than what we're talking about today I'm yeah, just i literally have like a ration of breaking out in hives as I'm <laughs> if to you're talk, trying right? to hustle though <laughs> these are the things you got to do you i mean it's like i hustle for my seo as much if not more than you know direct marketing and, and voiceover projects, you know, auditions, like this is a hugely important part of my day every day. And I'm excited to see what the year ahead has in store for me now that I'm seeing all the results from what I did in the second half of last year start to pay off. It's like this and direct marketing. These are the two ways that you can really build up a lot of clients without having to do that kind of hustle every day of going on the casting sites or whatever you're doing, you know, to try to just get noticed. You know, you want the work coming to you. So are you seeing a measurable uptick in the number of inquiries that are walking through the door on your website then from, yes. from this? Yeah. Yes. Not only me, but other people that I've helped as well. And one of the biggest things that happened like very late last year was I, I was uh, someone reached out to me on behalf of Walgreens and just offered me three ads with no audition. Just, hey, I came across your site. You've got a great sound for what we're looking for. Here you go. And this has happened to me, you know, at least once a month for the last wow. four or five months. And so I'm like, hey, if I can start nice. with that, this is great. Because again, I built my site from scratch like around the summertime of last year and started over from, and that was a big risk that I made. But I said, you know what? My current site wasn't doing as much for me. It was just a one-page site that I had built through Wix. Like, let me just start from scratch. I'm willing to take the hit, the long-term success. And it was so, so worth it. I, I, you know, right now I'm ranking for probably 80 different keywords. Some of my competition, those women that I talked about earlier, yep. they rank for, I'm not kidding, like hundreds to a thousand different keywords because they've done the work and they've probably worked with <laughs> voice actor websites as well. But I'm like, I'm coming, I'm doing it too. Um, and I'm really happy with the results so far. So it is definitely more accessible than people think. I'm always happy to answer questions, you know, if someone feels really lost, because I know it's, it can be overwhelming. So that is my, my next and final question is if somebody wants to reach out to you, do you offer this as a service to voice actors? Can we hire you for SEO consulting or yes. writing or whatever? Is that something that you do? Yes. So through the studio, my sister does content writing and she's phenomenal at it. Like I said, she has a master's degree in English, so she's pretty <laughs> she's pretty smart. And uh, I taught her about the SEO component. So she's phenomenal at writing. Um, we do SEO consultations. We do branding consultations as well. If you're trying to figure out, you know, what should your site, I mean, what is special and unique about you? Right. We help with that. I do one hour business consults as well. I really, with coaching, I've really enjoyed talking about that business side. I think that's a really important piece. I mean, you can find a 
million people that can script coach and I I'll do it, but I much prefer to talk about the the marketing, the SEO, the branding side of things. So you can reach out to me through my site, ginascarpa.com or positivevoicesct.com. And I'm happy to help. And I'm also happy to refer you out to other people too. I think the world of voice actor websites, a lot of people use it. And Joe Davis is one of the nicest people. So there's other people that can help you as well, if not me. Okay. All right. Well, we'll put links to uh, the websites in the show notes. Uh, we'll link to some of those tools that you mentioned as well so that we can you know, the keyword tool and, and some of the sites that we can use to kind of track and see whether or not all of this is working. Uh, uh, you, you know, you're kind of stressing me out. Not going to lie to you. I'm listening. <laughs> I'm listening to everything that you're saying. And I'm like, I know she's right. I know she's right. Gosh, darn it. Why does she have to be right? I don't have time to do all of this stuff. But mm-hmm. but hey, if if you do these things, I mean, there is certainly an upside to all of it. And I do think that it's important to realize that Yes, I could go out and I could spend a thousand or two thousand dollars a month and have you know an SEO service take care of some of this stuff for me, and that's great if you've got the money to do it. But sure. if you don't have the money to do it, but you've got the time and you're willing to do the hustle, you can do things that really will make a huge difference in your rankings. And so it's important that people understand that. Absolutely, a hundred percent. I think that's something that needed to be clarified because I think some people just feel like they can't do it on their own, and that's not true. You absolutely can. Yeah. All right. Well. Gina, this has been absolutely amazing. Thank you so much for taking the time to share all of this incredible insight with us because I know it's going to be helpful for a lot of people. I, I really, truly am grateful to you for it, and, and, and uh, I just appreciate what you've given us. Thank you. I have so much respect for you, so it really means a lot that you wanted to talk to me today. And I, in case you can't tell, I actually love talking about SEO. It's like the nerdy girl in me. <laughs> so I had a great time, actually. I love talking about it. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much. Thanks. Well, I don't know if I'm ready to start writing a blog again after this episode, although it's pretty hard to argue with the obvious value that would come from doing something like that. But I hope that you have learned a lot of different ideas for how you can improve the SEO on your website. And I hope that you understand that it's actually not as difficult as you might have originally thought. Simple things that you could do, like updating the names of your images, adding descriptions to your images, mixing up some of those keywords, trying to be a little bit more strategic and a little bit more targeted, maybe writing just a little bit of extra copy or maybe doing that thing where you finally add genre pages. These are all things that all of us can do relatively easy to improve our on-site SEO. And I am so grateful to Gina for everything that she shared. Hey, if you enjoyed this episode, if you picked up a great tip, if you're working on SEO updates for your website now, would you do me a favor? Take a picture, post it in your Instagram stories and tag me at Mark Scott and tag Gina at Gina Scarpa. And I'll put that in the show notes. Let us know that you're listening and learning. Thanks so much for listening. And I'll catch you on the next one. The Everyday Veopreneur Podcast. Available everywhere fine podcasts are given away for free. Mostly, we think. Having your voiceover demos easily playable and downloadable on your website is essential. The Voice Sam Player lets you do that across any device and browser. There are also options for adding play buttons in your email signature, tracking your listens, and even putting videos in your demo player. Sign up now at voicezam.com slash markscott and receive an instant $25 credit. For full details and to claim this offer, visit voicezam.com slash markscott. And see. And that's a wrap. Thanks for hanging in. Thanks for hanging out. Want more Vopreneur goodness? Jump online at vopreneur.com.